Welcome back, guys. Baby got stacks. <clears throat> uh, we have a we're little getting, different thing. Going we're getting on today. spooky up up in here. Getting spooky. Getting knowledgeable. Yeah. It's October first. First Holy day of this spooky month. Ooh. Pretty excited. Pretty um, excited. We thought instead of doing like a true crime. We would do more of historical fiction. Um, this isn't fiction. More historical nonfiction. There it is. There, there it we is. go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, the only nonfiction we really do is true crime. <clears throat> Not something we do purposefully. It's just happened. <laughs> it's just something that intrigues us that we yeah. like to do in our free time anyways. And so we... Mm-hmm. Wanted to do something a little different. Um, everyone kind of knows the Salem Witch Trials from the Crucible that we read yeah. in high Well, I read it in high school. You know, that really uh, exciting, upbeat, feel-good story, the Crucible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that one. Um, so everyone knows, I mean, Sarah Good, um, the Proctors, to, you know. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, the good Sarah Goodman, Bridget Bishop. Those names kind of ring a bell when you think of mm-hmm. Salem witches or witches in general. Yeah. If you're talking like back in our history. Um this book I liked because it brings more of a meaningful of why possibly they were tried as witches or why witches were prominent in that time yeah. of our of our history. Um, this is called The Devil in the Shape of a Woman, Witchcraft yes. in Colonial New England by Carol F. Carlson. This was originally written in the 80s. But, mm-hmm. I, I mean, nothing seems, like, not correct anymore, not, like, appropriate, or I wouldn't have been able to tell. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it was, there was an edition that was added in 98. Um, mm-hmm. to the back of the book because I mean Carol did a lot of research oh, yeah. when writing this book and especially <clears throat> getting like being someone that is really into genealogy mm-hmm. when you get back to the early 1600s the records are like non-existent <laughs> And if they are existent, it is really hard to decipher them and figure yeah. out what it was trying to convey. They're all jumbled in there and yeah. everything's mixed up and fuzzy. So and- I give kudos to Carol because it is hard. And there is a part um, in the afterword um, with the paperback edition that Carol does say, um, I did not get it all right. Um Alice Parker turns out was not the like there was some things that actually yeah some amendments yes because but that's kind of just going forward in time of like more yeah. research done yeah because um especially in like ancestry.com that is all done by people working on other things trying to get like stuff uploaded yeah. and so I mean, every single day there's new information that is added to genealogy websites from people trying to decipher old stuff and yeah, their own studies. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so obviously 10 years later, there's going to be new information yeah. of new records that have been found or uncovered or deciphered. And so I I like that they kind of put that at the end that, yeah, you know, it was a nice little. Yeah. No, I liked um, it. This falls under women's studies. Yeah. And specifically American history. We're talking about mm-hmm. the U.S. colonial times, obviously. So um, this kind of touches on what might be happening out in Europe with their own dealings with witches, but obviously mm-hmm. very American focused of how people from England came over and how that kind of created the whole different kind of community of how witches will come up. And yeah. I really I really liked this book. I gave it a five out of five. I gave it a four out of five. I had nothing wrong with the book. I liked the book. It just <laughs> it was more of some of it became I don't want to say repetitive, but there was like some I instances. Say repetitive. There was some there was just some points. Like when it got in like really focused with the numbers and the ratios. For me, numbers are not my friend. I don't like That's them. Fair. I just kind of skimmed the there, chart. There were yeah, exactly. There were some number wise, like um the chapter about the demographic basis of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. about the um between the sexes the women versus the men and how many women were accused versus men and I liked that comparison I liked the comparisons right. I just didn't really care for when they got into the really nitty-gritty of the ratios actual and, numbers yeah yeah I just I kind of skimmed through it and I was yeah. like nah it but reads it, as an academic journal it, um, yeah in her um added notes later on she mm-hmm. mentions how it's used in classrooms, how it's required reading, yeah. um, how other academics have made their own responses to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were some things where I was left uh, wondering more, like during the demographics of like when you think of a witch, like pro- most people think of an older woman. Um, but actually, it was probably more late 30s to the mm-hmm. 50s age mm-hmm. range that were accused but I did want to know what the average lifespan was because like mm. how many women actually did make it to the 60 plus probably not very much then that's what I'm thinking so probably like, not then obviously there wouldn't be that many women that's valid accused on the age range if that age range is like three girls like you know what I mean that's valid. I liked, I think my favorite chapter was chapter three, which was the economic basis of witchcraft, because it it breaks it down and it kind of looks at some of the witches that were accused of witchcraft before the Salem witch trials. Yeah. And I liked, I don't know, I liked that part of it. I liked mm-hmm. learning about, like, yeah, these, there's names. I mean, you can name people mm-hmm. and they're just names, but when you actually look at their history and their background and you you kind of make them feel more real and more yeah, alive yeah. like these were actual people in the 1600s mm-hmm. that were dealing with this I mm-hmm. liked that aspect of it and I think I it like written the individual written stories well. and she brought in a lot of individual stories in their circumstance and she yes. s- managed to separate like 
witch accusations, kind of everyday normal life versus the Salem outbreak. Yeah. It's called like an outbreak. (laughs) Yeah. And I really, because like, like we said before, everyone kind of knows in like in the big picture, the witchcraft trials and kind of what happened because like I said, we learn about that in school. Yeah. But I like this book because it talks about before that and what mm-hmm. was happening in other places that weren't very well known. Yeah. And like these names I had never heard of before. I've never heard of any of these women. But I think and she like talked about. Yeah. That she kind of mentioned as well in her afterward years later is like I managed to find these women and like make their name known and their stories known so they're not just lost to time. Yeah. Which is really cool. Which I loved. There were some parts of this book. So obviously I kind of knew some of the basis of why women were accused of witchcraft. But some of the things I was baffled. I tabbed some things where I was like, "Uh, uh, uh, yeah. (laughs) I yes, I did. And it. I also liked too that it kind of broke up each chapter. So like one chapter was about male versus female and how Mm -hmm. more female were accused of witchcraft versus males. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it brought on the social status. A lot of times if you were poor, you would be tried as a witch or if Mm -hmm. some, I mean, there were some instances where wealthier women were accused and it kind of blew everyone's mind of why they were being accused and they weren't getting prosecuted like the poor people were Mm -hmm. or if they were single versus married or widowed that you really broke down like who is being accused of a witch and why these specific women yes yeah there were um so a witch was thought to interfere with nature in other ways as well. She was commonly accused of obstructing reproductive processes. So if she had a miscarriage, if the child came out deformed in their own ways, deformed. I mean, if there yeah. was anything wrong with the baby, which I was like, which I, I put a note in here. It's like women could literally do nothing right. Like you're too good at what you do. Like you spin witch. more yarn than anyone ever has. Witch. Witch. <laughs> you. Yeah. Your yeah. neighbor's cows die. Witch. Witch. Um, your neighbor's beer spoils in the brewery. Witch. So yeah. I just um she was believed capable of causing cows to stop giving milk and hens to lay fewer eggs. Cloth and clothing production were frequently hindered by witchcraft, as woman woman found when she tried again and again to spin but could make no work of it. I think maybe you're just your spindle's broken. I I don't think there's witchcraft afoot. I don't think there's witchcraft afoot at all. I liked how it brought up how women, especially at that time, were to be at the home and take care of the family, and like take care of like being kind of nurse in a way of like okay you're gonna help them through fevers and ailments and different pains oh but you fix that fever which you didn't fix the fever which because you hated right it's like we want you to help this kid oh you help that kid which 
it just, yeah, they couldn't win. Or a big one that I feel like we saw prominently in this book was that if a woman was single and there were no males in the family and she was gifted large portions of money or land or anything that was deemed expensive or valuable valuable which which i'm sorry what because no man in the right mind was gonna leave that much to a woman <laughs> also <laughs> you him. i didn't tab it but i know exactly what page it's on because i was baffled <laughs> and i read it out loud to my boyfriend this morning it was said that um so in Essex County, I think this was the late 1600s, men were still regularly prosecuted and punished for sexual charges. So this is about about like sex in in the 1600s and very like taboo it was um, to have sex with a single woman or to have an illegitimate child. Like there's right. a lot of of bad yeah, juju it, yeah. on that. Um, some of these men were charged with rape or less extreme forms of sexual coercion, but most were in court along with their wives for having had a child too soon after their marriage. What? That's, and, and it's brought up how marriage at that time, you didn't marry for love. You married to carry on the family name. So, like, the whole point is to have a kid. Yes. But you had a kid? Which? Yeah, and there was... It it just blew my mind, but it's just like you had a child too soon. Nope. I'm like, what what is the correct time frame? Exactly. Like how I long after? Because I I did say that out loud, and my boyfriend did make a good point. Was that if you got married on a certain day and the baby was born like two months after, then that oh, meant okay. that you did have. He was like, that's probably what they meant. That's not how I read it. No, that makes but it I could seem see, like. Yeah, okay. and, yeah. If if you have a baby within the first nine months, but it I also guess. made a point too that yeah, um, women were supposed to, I mean, please their man, right, and if yeah. they did not have sex on oh, their wedding I had, night, I had which, I tabbed that. I was. Is it? It blew my mind. Use you, you. Blew my mind. Um, and the men, I mean, they kind of just got, even though it says they got charged, they pretty much just got like a slap. They kind of got away with it. And there was a point brought up was like, if a woman who was accused of being a witch tried to deny it, well, she's lying because she's a witch. Because she's a witch. But if a man was accused and he like, like, pleads guilty and he's like, yeah, no, I am. They're like, oh, he's just lying. It's fine. We can release him. He doesn't he's know okay. what he's doing. It's like, okay, so lying's fine for a man. And also, if a woman was not charged with witchcraft and was released, she still could be shunned out of the colony. Yeah. And have to still move. There's or so many ugh. be hung by her neighbors. Yeah. Like, there, there were so many. It's like, there's not enough evidence. To charge you with witchcraft. But there is enough evidence. To kick you out of this colony forever. It's like yes. what? And there was there was one thing that I read. That women were supposed to. Follow their. Like their husband was their master. Yeah. And if they thought anything otherwise. Which they were not allowed to. 
be independent or have a say in anything. And if they try to rebel and talk, not bad, but like against their master, which I found the part. Okay. Um, if a man could not consummate his marriage, if his wife refused to lie with him, or if for any other reason he was unable to have sexual intercourse, then witchcraft was a likely cause. If not his partner's, then probably some other woman's. I just... What? <laughs> I was uh, baffled by that. And it talked about, you know, eventually in the biblical sense of why they thought of women as such naturally evil beings and it brought up adam and eve and how eve was the one to ruin everything i will admit i did kind of fast forward through that part yeah once it it gets religious i try to zone out just it's just instinct (laughs) but it brought up how you know they always saw eve as being bad but whenever it came to eve was a mother Everyone stopped listening, being like, what? Blah, 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 blah. I did tab. So there was one of the women. Her name was Catherine Harrison. She was imprisoned for being a witch. Mm. During her imprisonment, her neighbors wounded and killed many of her horses and cattle and destroyed her crops. And um, after she returned from the Boston jail, they dragged her out of her house and hung her up until she was nearly dead. Let her down rolled her sometime in the snow and at last buried her in it and left her there. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, and she tried to sue, right? Um for the court ignored her petition for redress and there's no evidence of any action taken against um her attackers. Yeah, and then nothing happened. No. I'm like, oh that's what you get for it's like what? I was what? baffled i did also like it towards the beginning it broke up um like it talks about let me see if i can find it it starts off by talking like 1620 through 1646 mm-hmm. and then it talks about 1647 to 1660 like it breaks it up of kind yeah. of what's happening and everything's happening like it doesn't just talk about salem massachusetts it talks about yeah. um all the colonies where All it was the prevalent. Colonies. Yeah. And then it talks about how they're, they were Puritans, but then when the Quakers came and were going toward the door, when they were going door to door trying to like persuade people to become Quaker. Right, to join. Witches. Witches. Like, you have a different thought than I do. Witch. But yeah, this book breaks it down really well of like the different... I don't want to say criteria for a witch, but like the different aspects of it, why yeah. one was tried. Um, either if based you ask on the kid, yeah, right now and be like, oh, what does a witch look like? They're probably gonna say an old, an old woman, like yeah, when the evil queen in Snow White transforms into the old lady. They probably think that, like old hag, yeah, or yeah, those commonly paired together. But it's like, okay, but who actually was being accused in that time? And another big factor, too, is that if you were related to someone that was being accused, you also could be accused, especially if you were a female. Yeah. Like the daughter, mom, daughter, the niece, the aunt, like it's the sister-in-law. Like down to the sister-in-law. They really got into it. Really and did. what's crazy to me is that the youngest person to be accused of witchcraft was four years old. 
Four. Four. This poor little girl is probably just like, I'm going to play in the mud. And they're like, you're making potions. <laughs> well, the reason that she was accused of being a witch was because she was mad that her mom was being like, she was being vocal about being pissed off at her mom being taken away. And like, which not... rightfully so. Yeah. She doesn't understand. She's four. She just sees four. her mom being taken away and she wants a mom. I thought I had the tabs of the oldest person. Oh, that's right. Because the youngest was four, but the oldest. What the span was? I don't remember. I don't remember where I. I should have tabbed it. In the book. I. I'm sorry, everyone. I yeah. And then there was only one male that was killed. All the other ones were were let go, and he, his wife had been accused of witchcraft, and because he spoke up. Uh, he also was accused of witchcraft and he was they put they put rocks on him and like that's how he died impressed him yeah yeah um yeah it's just the the classic tale of no separation between religion pop like government i think it was was 80 something that the i think so too i'm trying to flip through also a witch could be identified by the presence of the devil's mark or the witch's teat on her body. Oh, right. She lets um, the creatures suckle her energy or whatever. Yeah. And so there was women that they like would search the bodies it's, of the yeah. accused for the sign of the witch's f- familiarity with the devil. Just wild. <sighs> it was. From four year old to oh wait damn it did it not uh i'm trying to find that was a different part of the sentence something and And it's hard because obviously a lot of these the information about these witches like sometimes these women it's not noted how old they are when they're born so not all of them can yeah, fall into these statistics because we just don't know how old they were or who, how they grew up. Yeah, and um, also a big part of it too was uh, they were charged sometimes with witchcraft once they came into their inheritance. Right. Um. So if their father or siblings passed away and then they were gifted the inheritance, you have too much land or too much money, you're done. Yeah. It was it was wild. Where the hell? Yeah, I can't find it. I think it was eighty something. It, I yeah, I feel like it was eighty something. Which back then oh, you might as well have been like a hundred. I know. How'd you get that old witch? <laughs> right. <laughs> they. I mean, this book pretty much says they could literally do nothing and be a, right. a witch. Yeah. And I like did like where it was in her epilogue or her afterward where she's like. And today there's still people who like the witch of, you know, their of racial problems and poverty yeah. lines and all yeah. that and be like, and those would be the people who would be accused today. Oh, definitely. And yeah. Well, if you want to be angry at men, at white men, definitely give this a read. Um, I just like the different perspective it gave because, like, I love learning about witches, but it's like really breaking it down. 
Yeah. But like no, these were just I, women trying to live and be I, successful. I, I had nothing wrong with this book. I loved this book. I just gave it a four out of five because some of it was a little too dry. And so I was like, I just. It definitely, I don't want to say textbook, but it definitely reads like an academic journal. It does. We do be prepared for that. Yeah. But there were some chapters, like I said, when it got into like about the actual people and their lives, Mm -hmm. I ate that up. I was loving that. When they were describing the possessions. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was. And then it goes into, like, the girls who were accusers because they were possessed. And then a lot of times they were being possessed by a witch, a woman that they didn't even really know. Like, they didn't really interact with or knew at all. I'm like, that's interesting. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Because, obviously, these weren't, like, huge colonies. Not, like... The amount of people that we have today in society. Yeah. And so they had to have at least. Probably just like bigger heard. main towns. There was. At least they about, knew them like by name. They knew their name. Yeah. Which I think could also point to being influenced by someone else. Because if they didn't know that person, how would. I mean. It's it's a little sus. Yeah. Not going to lie. But I, I thoroughly. I mean, I did enjoy this. I but I'm definitely going to. I'm gonna keep it in my um yeah i guess i'll read a little carol uh f carlson was a professor of history at the university of michigan um i don't know what other information it gives about her um but i know you're gonna be headed on to goodreads if you want to see what else she's written because i'm pretty sure her focus was like women's studies um let me just see. Oh, also by, okay, obviously this was written in the early 80s. So the only other thing here is the Journal of Esther Edwards Bird. Which I wonder who she is. Yeah, so Carol partners with, um, oh, well, she writes about, yeah, Esther. And um, this journal is from 1754 to 57. And then she also has a book on, the Salem Witchcraft Trials, A History and Documents. Oh. Um, that is, I, it's published by Oxford University. It says oh. unknown, unknown binding. So I, there's not even like a. It was probably a journal <laughs> that got posted. Um, the journal of Esther Edwards Burr is 318 pages. Okay. The daughter of Jonathan Edwards and mother of Aaron Burr, Mrs. Burr, describes her experiences in colonial America. Interesting. So this one's a bit, I mean, the journal has 25 ratings. The Salem Witchcraft Trials, a history and documents has two ratings. And this. They're very specific. Like people who are reading this aren't necessarily (laughs) reading for fun to rate on the app. You know, it's for. Um, This one is. uh, so this one has a 3.81 star on Goodreads, uh, 1,700 ratings, mainly four stars. Um, let's see. <laughs> Someone said I couldn't finish this hellhole of a book. Jesus. Which? Which. Not interesting as I thought it would have been. Which? 
A lot of them just give like one star. They don't. They were probably. I imagine it's because they weren't expecting it to be so academic. Yeah, it had some interesting written. ideas, but was written in the blandest way I can possibly imagine. Which. Which. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I like this book, but I also, I mean, you and I both like the history and. I mean, I've talked about that I do genealogy and stuff. And so I've always liked, I like taking a name and putting a a story behind it because a name can just be a name. But once you put the story, they were like an actual real person and it makes them like they were alive. It's more impactful. Yeah. And they were actually someone. Um, And so I like reading through old documents and. Stuff. Yeah. So and plus, I mean, we've been through college, so we're we can read these journals. Barely. I barely. <laughs> I, I try not to remember that time in my life. But I, I also they're probably thinking of something a little more lighthearted and storytelly yeah. than than actual real documents. Straight facts. <laughs> well, and so even though this book is 370 pages. It's really only like 265, including yeah. the epilogue, because part of that is just the notes of where Carol got all, all of her their notes yeah. and her research. And it's thoroughly researched. So it there is. is a lot of pages of her references. I could um, only imagine writing the, the uh, note. I call oh my Lord. And well, she gives a really nice appendix as well. Um, maybe you yeah. can read like a, a couple of. The names of the accused witches. Um, so Elizabeth Blackleach was a Hartford woman who was accused of witchcraft along with her husband John during the 62 to 63 Hartford outbreak. She was never arrested. Uh, her husband sued the accuser for molestation and defamation of character. Um, some of these people were accused of witchcraft multiple times. Mm-hmm. So Rachel Clinton divorced from her husband in 1681, which was highly like blasphemy, pretty much. Um, she was accused of witchcraft twice. Um, one by her neighbors in Massachusetts, and again during the Salem outbreak, she was imprisoned in 1692. Eventually tried and convicted, but freed after the governor issued the governor governor <laughs> issued his general pardon of the remaining Salem accused. Um, Martha Corey, a Salem woman who we know was accused of witchcraft along with her husband, Giles. Um, Giles was pressed to death with rocks after he refused to enter a plea. Martha Corey and Alice Parker were tried, convicted, and executed. Um, yeah, a lot of these people, I mean, we know Dorcas Good, Sarah Good, mm-hmm. those are ones, um, Let's see. Jane Hawkins was a Boston midwife and one of Anne Hutchinson's followers in the 1630s, never formally accused of witchcraft, but suspected of it and was banished from Massachusetts. Uh, So she wasn't even like rightfully. Which is the wildest thing. They're like, we understand the jury found you not guilty, but you're guilty of something. So banished. Margaret Jones was Massachusetts's first witch. She was executed in Boston in 1648. Um, her husband, Thomas, was suspected as well, probably because he was a husband, but he was never prosecuted. Um, there were some people that were 
very prominent. Um, mm-hmm. Their husbands were very prominent. Uh, some people were pregnant when they were accused of witchcraft and that actually saved their lives um, because while they were waiting for the child to be born, there was the pardon that obviously right. saved them. Um, Tituba was, I feel like the only... Like, well, it was hard because she was a slave. Yeah. And servant. So, I mean, they didn't really keep records on them. So it was hard to say. Yeah. But some she's of the well known ones. Some of these women died in prison waiting. Waiting. Yeah. Um Sarah Osborne, we know her Salem Village mm-hmm. resident and one of the first three women accused of witchcraft in the Salem outbreak. Rumor had it that she cohabitated with her much younger second husband before she married him, and that the couple conspired to deny the two sons of her former marriage their rightful inheritances. Um Mary Johnson was a servant who is most well known as one of the New England's first confessing witches. She was found guilty and hanged. Um, so yeah, some like some of these women were hanged. Some of them died in prison. Um, some of their loved ones like were trying to get them out of prison. Yeah. Uh, and they had died while the person was in prison. There was one guy that he had tried to get his wife out of prison multiple times because mm-hmm. he's he was ill and the farm was was not doing yeah. well. And I'm pretty sure she got out after he he died. Once he was dead, yeah. Which is so sad. I know. Um Catherine Harrison was living in Connecticut. She was newly widowed and financially a financially independent woman. Uh, was complained against by dozens of her neighbors, found guilty, and the but the authorities disagreed about her punishment, and she was just banished from the colony. A lot of them went to New New York. Yeah. And I were did. never heard from never again. Heard from again. Yeah. Yeah. Which because even if you move, sometimes that reputation follows you. This word gets around, so I'm sure a lot of them changed their name. Dorcas Good was the youngest person. Mm-hmm. Um, she was four years old. She was the four-year-old daughter of Salem witch Sarah Good, accused of witchcraft during the Salem outbreak. Four years old. Shortly after her mother was named, she was imprisoned in the Boston jail for seven or eight months. Poor little baby. I just... That's wild. I cannot. They really did not hold back. They really did not. Yeah. Pretty wild. So, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, if you want an interesting nonfiction to read, yes, I will suggest that devil in the shape of a woman if you want uh fiction books of a witch in puritanical times i recommend slewfoot by brome that was really good one and the year the witching um i brought up who was by alexis henderson um that might be a kind of a series um i guess the second one's going to be called the dawn of the coven but they both focus on a woman in puritanical times being forced to have to show up to church on time. Otherwise, what are you doing? And like a man really trying to take over and slew foot. Her husband dies and she's in charge of the farm. They're going to take it away from her. But she's like, if I'm profitable this year and I make the farm happen all by myself, then I should be able to keep it. And they agree. And it's her maybe sort of consorting with 
a devil-ish mm-hmm. figure. Very nice. I really liked those two books. Interesting. I'll have mm-hmm. to check those out. I have not read those. I like them. <laughs> I'll have to give them a girl. Yeah, I I mean, I really liked this book. I liked how it broke it up. It was very mm-hmm. easy to keep track of everything. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of information, and I did start tabbing, and then I got to the point where I was like, I think I can remember if there's, mm-hmm. like I said, I remember that page about if they had a baby too soon in their marriage, I was just baffled by that. I was like, what does that even mean? Yeah. A lot of that is like, this is what they did and be like, but why? <laughs> I was so confused by that. I was just like, I could only imagine what, I mean, there would be so many witches in today's society. Yeah. If You're we not- were, go- if we were going by the standards of back then, yeah, it's like, oh, you're in your 30s, 40s, never married. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Lit. You don't go to church. Um, which? And they, like, kept track and be like, oh, I haven't seen her at church the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Lay off. And <laughs> if, it just, it also was crazy if she was independent. Like, if she didn't conform to society's measures of oh, my husband is my master, I must take care of the house, I must not talk back to him, and if I do talk back to him, I'm a witch. Then it's the devil's work. Like, you can have no opinion and just do well enough to get by, but don't do anything significant. Yeah. Just don't be significant. I would be significant. I would be forgettable. (laughs) I would be a witch. I would be a witch. I'd be a witch. I would not last very long in call myself a witch in society. No, I cannot. (laughs) Well, that's this week. So hope you liked our nonfiction choice. Um, If you want to see what else we're reading, you can check out our Instagram at baby got stacks podcast. We have our schedule posted up on there and a link in the bio where you can see where else we're at. Check out our Goodreads going to be a little different since we're doing the double we are throwing we're mixing it up a little bit next week ashley yeah. will be reading charming your dad which i am a I little scared <laughs> there are pictures in the books you guys there's pictures and i just i just want to give you just like a snippet um so <laughs> the the dedication says for my petty bitches P.S. Ryan, I'm glad we never fucked. You made a crude song about my name, so I named a villain after you. Middle finger emoji. Bless. Honestly, one of the best. That was fantastic. Yeah. So there's um, that. So you're reading that. Yes. Dark romance, probably. I imagine. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I'm reading When the Reckoning Comes, a horror book by Latoya. Latanya McQueen. Okay. So I'm pretty stoked about that. And we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Find a consensus. Uh, yeah. Keep track of our Instagram. So we will post the following months towards the end of one month. Yep. Like and follow wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's the whole spiel. I think that's it yeah i think, yeah. That's, I think it. that's good well happy october 1st um 
we're pretty excited Happy about this month. Special spooky season. Yeah, we're getting we're getting all into the holidays. You know, there's there's Thanksgiving. I'm pretty yeah, excited about double dates in the future. Crabs. Christmas. We're gonna get crazy so up in here. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, okay. this was fun. We're both witches now, so say so don't forget you're you're probably a witch. You're probably a witch, and that's Think okay. We love all people, including witches. Including you're witches. welcome here. Yeah, we might banish you though. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. okay. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye guys. <laughs>